Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And this is the last week of January. And it was a long one. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. There's all these memes online saying, oh my gosh, it's been a long five years and it's still only January. It just seemed like a lot happened this year. And this week was no different with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, That was a very hard one. Um, I don't even know what to say. It was it was a hard one and it puts life and the finite nature of life into perspective. I'm someone who is a basketball fan-ish. I don't watch all games by any means. I have my faves like undeniable. Most people do, even if you're not a serious fan, but there are the greats such as Kobe Bryant, who's legacy and pull transcends the sport that they play and the micro arena of the NBA or whatever place they're in. Um, Growing up, everybody loved Kobe. It's undeniable. And that is probably why this is really hitting hard for a lot of us. And I say us to mean people who are my age and older and some younger as well because we were from that era where he was doing what he was doing and dominating undeniably in every aspect of the word. And when death comes in this type of unexpected and quick way, it really puts, it really sticks our mortality in front of us and has us really questioning and reassessing what's important, what isn't, and pretty much scares us. I don't know how else to put it. Um, And for those who are maybe feeling unsure of why their emotions are so strong or who are trying to fight against these feelings of sorrow because they never really knew the guy, I just want to let you know that impact is not necessarily measured by physical touch or proximity in any way shape or form impact is the people who touch our lives and there are some remarkable people who have who leave behind legacies such as Kobe Bryant who have the ability to touch us in a way and impact our lives in a way that lead us to believe that we know them personally which makes tragedies like this as painful as losing someone in your family or losing someone who you're very close to. So by no means is any emotion that anybody's feeling unjustified in moments like this or in any moment where there might be a celebrity figure who passes on and you find yourself taking it personally as if you knew them because you did know them. There are parts of us that these great people helped shape in one way, shape, or form. And that cannot be denied. And when things like this happen is when you really kind of see how poignant those impacts are. And it's important to feel those feelings in their abundance. I'm not here for burying things that should be excavated and eradicated from our lives. And I find that emotions, especially deep emotions of sorrow anger and these passionate emotions are things that we shouldn't just allow to ruminate and grow because when you do that I actually have a friend who told me that 
sometimes pain becomes you. And I find that what when pain becomes you is when you don't express it and you leave it on the inside of you so much so that it literally changes your DNA. It makes you a different person because it affects you so, so deeply. And I just want you guys to know that it's okay. And I don't know if my opinion counts, but for whatever it's worth, since you guys are here and I'm talking into your ear, I might as well tell you guys that it's okay to feel those feelings and they're absolutely justified. Um, my deepest, deepest condolences to the families of everybody who passed away in that tragic helicopter crash. It's it's crazy. Some kids are orphans right now because of this whole thing. Parents don't no longer have their children and their spouses. It's very difficult, as loss always is. And with time, I know a semblance of healing will come. These type of gaps and holes are not things that can be easily filled or replaced. Life, lives are unique and it's not possible to replace it with another life. It's It just becomes less painful and you're able to move on in whatever way that you can find to do so. So yeah, it's a tough one. And today is actually in Canada, Bell Let's Talk Day, which is um, an initiative initiative by Bell Media, which is one of our major media companies that really encourages people to talk and bring awareness to mental health. So yeah, guys, um, find somebody who you can talk to. If you're going through difficult things, like trust me, last year, post-traumatic growth, I went through a very dark period where I was kind of by myself purposely, not because there was a lack of people to go to. I just kind of took myself to this place where looking back probably wasn't the best place to take myself to. And if I had spoken to people, I would have gotten to where I eventually got to that place of that place of peace much faster. So if you're feeling it today, if you're feeling it any day, find those people who you know you can talk to. And it's and yes, sometimes we'll we'll get specific about what's bothering you but even if it's someone who you know can give you a laugh to pull you out of that rut without you actually telling them what's going on just know and identify these people in your life and utilize them they're there for a reason and I'm sure if they knew you were going through things that you were keeping to yourself they'd reach out to you but sometimes it's difficult to know and life happens because all of that check on your strong friends, check on your strong friends. Life happens sometimes. We don't mean to not check on our strong friends or even not check on our weak friends. Sometimes we're just trying to stay afloat ourselves. But in trying to stay afloat doesn't mean that if somebody comes to you with their concerns or their difficulties, you wouldn't be able to offer or render them help. So it's one thing to hope for people to reach out for you and it's great when you do have amazing people like I'm blessed with that reach out to me and have my back through thick and thin it's a blessing and I talk about it all the time that I am just truly blessed to have amazing people in my life but even if that's not the case that you people aren't necessarily always being the one to initiate the conversation should you need somebody know those people who you can go to and utilize them because sadness mental health issues depression anxiety these things are very debilitating and difficult and a lot of the times when we just communicate them we kind of 
they lose their legs, you know, talking to someone about that thing that makes you feel anxious, they can logic you out of it. And when they talk to you about the fact that maybe you're, or they bring about a perspective that is outside of your anxious perspective, you have the ability to realize that maybe I'm giving this more power and more strength than it needs to, or than it deserves. And that in itself helps you on your path to recovery. And this is just people, but seek medical help if you need it, especially as someone in the black community, therapy is very taboo. It's, it's one of those go pray about it situations, but if you're going through something and you're not able to get out of it, utilize the resources. Yes, you can pray about it, but God created therapists, (laughs) you know, the same way God created doctors and everything else. If you're bleeding, you're going to use a bandaid. And if you're injured, you're going to go to the emergency room. So a therapist is the emergency room and the doctor for your mind. And half of the things that we go through are made more difficult because our mind is not in the right place. And it really sets us up in a negative way. So yeah, that's just my mental health and sadness talk for today. I really hope it helps you guys. And even though I'm here on my podcast, you don't, some of you know me, some of you don't know me. And some of you may feel like you know me now because you've been listening to me squeak in your ears and just talk about random things for almost a year now. I'm always available. If you want to send me a message, email me, ask me a question. And I ask for questions. I don't even need to discuss it on the show. It could be something that I discuss personally with you, give you my advice and my opinions on it I'm more than happy and available to help this is literally what I love to do I love to talk to people help people motivate so if you're finding it difficult to talk to anyone in your life maybe because of judgment or anything like that feel free to hit me up I'm here and I will get back to you with the swiftness (laughs) as fast as I possibly can With that, I just want to get right into our words to live by for last week. I hope you guys had a chance to think on it and ponder on it, which were not every success is Instagrammable. And what I found this to be summed up in one statement is being okay with incognito glory. So there are things, it becomes a situation of notoriety and impact sometimes. Sometimes you can have great impact and also get success and notoriety and everybody knows your name, but there are some instances where you will have that significant impact in whatever sphere, micro or macro that you're in. So let's say you're a scientist and you make a discovery. It might just be among the science community and no one will ever know your name that you did it. Like right now with this whole coronavirus, the people or the person who comes up with the vaccine or whatever will probably hear that the vaccine vaccine is out and that it's available for all of us so that we don't have to be shook for our lives anymore. Hardly ever in the in the short term will we hear the name of the person or the people who actually developed that vaccine that ultimately will save a bunch of lives, right? So that's what I'd consider incognito glory. It's when the impact that we make is not is not it affects the world and affects a lot of people, but our hand in it and our notoriety from it is not on the same level as the impact that it's made. And it, there comes a point where you kind of have to reconcile what you're looking for because there are some times where 
you will do great things that won't be known and you'll do great things that will be known. And if you're somebody who only wants to do great things that can that your face will be out there and you'll get your fame, you you then have to realize that there's maybe some places or some impacts that you won't be able to make because that's not that's not the way they work and it doesn't come with the game, you know. So you just have to figure out what you want to do and how best it'll work for you and when you make that decision along with what your talents are and what your passions are, you'll be able to see where you can kind of blend the two or where they deviate or what best works for you. So this week, I'm going to be talking about reciprocity. And when I say reciprocity, I mean results that are greater than or equal to the effort that you put in to whatever situation or reaping what you sow, which is a very common religious but also just cultural saying that most of us know reaping what you sow is essentially I plant corn corn harvest comes <laughs> like <laughs> I dropped it into I, I put it out there I get it back and that's just reciprocity putting something out there and getting it back life is full of many actions and results this is just the way things work we do we do things and things are done to us over and over and over again in every single space of our lives. But what really sucks is when the actions we put in do not match positively the results that we get back. So if it doesn't suck if you put in low action and you get high results, or when you put in high action and you get high high results. It sucks when you put in high action and you get low results because your work is not balancing with what you're getting in exchange for that work and there are certain places in life where we often see the mismatch well the negative mismatch of the reciprocity of our efforts so i'm just going to name off a few of them the first one that's probably very obvious is fitness we put in that effort it's it's easier to gain weight than it is to lose i could sit home this week and with sheer determination i could probably gain five pounds I'd be sick to my stomach, but I'd gain five pounds. But to be able to lose five pounds in a week, it's not going to happen the same way. And we'll find ourselves going to the gym, drinking that dead kale smoothie, um, (laughs) running, sweating, being sore, and we'll stand on that scale and it still will not move. And that can be ridiculously frustrating. Another place where we find that our reciprocity for our efforts don't balance is in love and relationships where we're giving of ourselves in our abundance to people and we're not getting it back at the level that we believe we should. And I say love and relationships because romantic relationships is one where lots of people feel it. Usually at the end of a breakup, somebody's there saying that I gave this person everything and you don't get it back. But it's also friendships. It's also family members. It, it's any type of relationship you have where you're dealing with somebody, there is a chance that you will be putting in a level of effort that you won't be getting the equivalent or greater than that effort in exchange. Another place is forgiveness. So with forgiveness, you already know my stance on forgiveness. It's a selfish act. But when you're in relationship with somebody and there's an issue that you decide to forgive them for, there may still be instances where you do something to that person and they don't offer you the level of forgiveness or the quick 
forgiveness of forgiveness that you have offered to them. And it has you feeling some type of way because it's like, I forgave you and I let things go. So why aren't you letting the things that I've done go as well? And that's where that whole reciprocity for effort thing comes in. Another one that is, I'm going to throw it in there, but it's a little different from the rest um, is work. So at work, when your salary and appreciation, I think more so salary, because a lot of us would rather our boss say thank you through our paycheck than pat us on the back, because patting me on the back isn't really going to handle my expenses for the month of February, (laughs) but some salary increase will definitely go a long way. So with work, sometimes we feel that in our jobs or in whatever we're doing, we're not receiving the compensation that is equivalent to the amount of work and the value that we find or believe true or false I can't say that we are bringing to the company association or whatever individual that we're working with and the last one I'd say is kindness and this is more so we we decide to live our lives in a certain way and Let's say you decide to be kind to everybody you see, you decide to be good to everyone, be a good friend, go out of your way, but you find yourself feeling that you never get it in return. Like, why am I always the friend who's there for people, but when when I need someone, nobody's there for me? And that can be a very difficult one. That can go two ways. I think with sometimes with our energy, This is outside of reciprocity for a quick second. It just came to my mind. Sometimes with our energy, we kind of decide to put ourselves into a victim mentality. And it's important not to put yourself into a victim mentality because once you decide internally that everything sucks and that nobody has your back, you'll start to look around and constantly see that nobody has your back because you won't pay attention to the people who do. You'll look at the one person who doesn't have your back and decide that, you see, they don't have my back and nobody does. So it's important to also step back and see if the reciprocity that you're requiring is actually logical and if it's actually justified. Because there are some times where you think you're putting in a hot 100 and maybe you're just putting in a 50. So when that person's giving you a 50 and you're expecting a 100 from them, Maybe you're the one who's expecting more results for your actions when in fact it's not even like that. So self-checks are important, which I say all the time. It's important to take a step back and assess if you're justified in feeling what you're feeling. Because yes, we do feel what we feel, but it's important to still determine whether we're justified in feeling that or not. Before I go forward, I think it's important to note that the disappointment that you feel from getting a lack of reciprocity can happen even if reciprocity isn't your primary driver in making the decisions you make. <clears throat> I don't want to sit here. I'm not, I will, I'll be honest with you guys because you're my friends <laughs> and I'm talking to you guys. I'm never going to come on this. And if I ever do remember this episode and don't take it too heavily, I'm never going to come on this. Oh, I'm, I'm above I'm above everything and I operate in this level of enlightenment that is unrealistic of human beings. It's, we feel what we feel. And even if you give out of the abundance of yourself because that's what you want to do and it makes you happy, it doesn't mean that it will not piss you off if somebody does not even try in exchange. So it's not even about, I'm doing this because I want to get it back in exchange. But 
I'm doing this and I'm a good person. I'd hope that you'd be a good person to me too. Like, I don't think that's too much to ask. So I don't want you guys to sit here and think that I'm saying that ever feeling the need to have the good things you've done reciprocated to you is a negative because it's not. And it's really realistic. But, but, but <laughs> if you do things with only reciprocity as your motivation, you're bound to constantly be discouraged. And the reason why I say this is because based on the list of the places where you won't get reciprocity at all times, if that's all you're going into things for, you're not, you're not going to get enough reciprocity on a constant level for you to feel justified to continue to do good things, which means that if you're only doing good things to get good things back, a few times of not getting good things back in the way you expected means you're going to stop doing good things. And then essentially you're going to be a trash person. <laughs> you're not going to be nice because you're not getting back what you need. So it's important to to realize what your motivating factors are. And this is another reason why I try my best not to be motivated by revenge, especially I was actually having a conversation, I think it was last week, about the fact that I want to do great things and I had to actually stop myself and ask, why do I want to achieve certain things? Is it because I want to stunt on somebody or stunt on on a group of people? Or is it because I want to actually accomplish those things because A, I they're my personal goals and B, I think I'm capable and I would love to have them because if your goal for doing things is to stunt on somebody or to get something in return, once you accomplish, if you accomplish that thing that you think you're going to use to stunt on those people and they don't even pay attention, you're going to hate, you're, you're going to hate your accomplishments. And if in the in the process of my accomplishments, some people who thought I couldn't do it look and they're like, damn, she actually did it, that's good. But I don't want them to be my motivating factor to do things just as it's important to not just do certain things. Like That's why I said work is an outlier though. I, I keep interrupting myself. But because yes, work, I'm going to work for you in exchange for money because that's how society works. I'm not a volunteer. I'm an employee. And this is entrepreneur or corporate job or career, whatever it is, you should expect to get compensated for your work. That like every other place, I'll talk about it a little later, but I'm not gonna sit here and and one of the reasons why I am speaking on this is because as someone who's a entrepreneur, almost a year old, actually, that's crazy. Um there are times where people will still try to be like, oh, um, we can't pay you, so do you want to do it for notoriety? But I'm like, no. It's okay to sometimes say you don't want to do things for notoriety and you don't want to do things pro bono because you need to pay your bills. And if I was any other vendor, you wouldn't do that, right? So when I talk about reciprocity, even though work was one of my examples, take that out of your understanding of this conversation because we need to be paid because money moves society and goodwill is not gonna you can't pay with goodwill at walmart so that's just that on that <laughs> um so our motivation to do good and be good and by good i mean anything good like anything positive that we're doing for people so it can be help or support it can be love anything like that, our motivation to do those things needs to be internal for the most part because when we do it in for internal reasons as opposed to external reasons, we have control over 
our emotions and what happens with them, which is why doing things for reciprocity is dangerous because the moment you do it in hopes that you're going to get something back and you don't because you can't control how people react to your goodness, it puts you in a very vulnerable place where you'll kind of have I'd say a complex maybe where you don't want to do things for people because you'd be like, oh, I did this for that person last time and it didn't work. And so it's important that we look at the fact that we are able to control our emotions and use that as a guiding principle as to why we do the things we do. And with that being said, even though we idealistically should do things internally, when disappointment does come along because life happens and even if you're doing something internally for yourself and for the good of humanity or the good of the people around you or for the love you have you can still be disappointed when when you don't receive it back i just have two things to maybe help you through that and help you consider it these are the two things that i find work have worked and continue to work for me and make it so that i can continue to operate as my best self not scared of the fact that maybe I won't get it back. The first one is that you need to remember the motivation of the moment and the action that you took. And what I mean by this is, let's say um, romantic relationship, you love somebody deeply, it's their birthday. Let's just say it's their birthday and you wanna get them something that A, you know you can afford, B, you know they love, they'd love and C, something that you physically know you want to, something that you've decided you want to get for them or do for them. That should stay as the baseline reason why you, why you do the things you do. Because yes, let's say that person's birthday comes first and you do this thing because of love. When your birthday comes around and they get you something that is not what you like, not what you expected, less than, less than you know they should have, you can feel disappointed in that moment because you expected more from them. But remembering that the reasons why you did what you did for them was because of the fact that you were motivated to do so will help help you continue to be able to do the things you do in the way you do. Because the moment that you start to look at the fact that they did less for you and then start to think back into your mind of all the effort you put into what you did for them, forgetting that you didn't put that effort in because you were expecting something pop in on your birthday, but because you love that person enough to want to do for them, it'll have you regretting the actions that you took. So it's important to look at our emotions in the sphere of where they, where they take place. So today I'm pissed at that person because they didn't have my back for my birthday. So I can isolate that anger into just today on my birthday. I shouldn't now take the happiness and the motivating factors that had me doing something good for them, erase them, and then jam pack everything into the emotions that I feel today. Because what that does is it makes you lose sight of yourself and makes you lose sight of the fact that you can have two very stark emotional differences and both of them are justified in their moment. So at the time of their birthday, the emotions that you felt were justified and they will always remain justified because that time has passed and everything that transpired in that time is locked into that moment. And at this point, you're disappointed in the current fact of what they've done for you. You're not disappointed in it because of the fact that you did something for them, but 
because of the fact of the expectations that you have for them based on who you believe them to be. So with that being said, you'll never look back at a situation and regret the actions you took because those actions were will always remain justified in the moment that they took place. But now with the knowledge that you have at this current moment, you may be able to make better decisions or maybe adjust your expectations of the person based on what they've shown you now never going back to a point where you'll regret the actions that you took the second um thing to consider which really hit home for me and had me like kind of blew my mind (laughs) probably not gonna blow yours i'm easily impressed and entertained is that we reap what we sow not necessarily where we sow so I know, as I said earlier, reap what you sow is biblical and it's, I think it's just a fundamental principle. You do good, get good, do trash, get trash. It's just karma and life. So when you especially think, consider the quote, reap what you sow, it was, I, I think it was last week that it occurred to me and I'm like, it says reap what you sow. It doesn't say reap where you sow, which means that what you put into something today with a specific person or or a specific situation, the goodwill that you put in will not necessarily be reciprocated by that person directly. It may come at another time. It may come in another place. It could actually still come from that person, but there's no guarantee. And understanding that what we put into some, reaping what we sow is the premise, not reaping where we sow will help us stop, um, not be so jaded because when we put in the effort to somebody and we don't and we're looking at them to get it back from them and let's say it's a relationship where you put in a bunch of effort and then that relationship ends and you're like all the things I put in that person didn't even put in half it can have you feeling like you wasted your time and your energy but you've sown what you've sown and it's in the ground and it's bound to come back to you. And remembering that it's not necessarily going to come back to you from the person with whom you thought it would will keep you from getting to that dark place of, I don't want to do good things for people anymore. Because I think it's a very tragic way to live life to, um, take a negative situation and let it overwhelm you so much that you stop yourself from being a good person to the other people you'll meet in life there are trash people and trust me we're all bound to meet them (laughs) in one way shape or form and multiple ways shapes or forms but there are also a lot of amazing people so if we remember that when we do good it will come back to us in another way and it may not necessarily come back from that person it'll keep you in It'll keep you in good spirits and it'll give you the motivation required to continue to do good because we are who we are. And it it would it's sad to me to think that people allow one person's bad attitude or trash behavior or manipulative ways to inherently change who they are as a person. I don't want to be corrupted by anybody. So I keep certain things in mind and at the forefront to help me whenever I deal with people who whose nasty behavior tries to corrupt me from being the type of person who I know I am and who I want to be. So that's just what I wanted to bring to you guys is attention today and I hope that it really helps you and it 
allows you to put things into perspective that that in time you'll get what's yours and i'm a a hundred percent firm believer in that i believe that what's mine is mine and nobody can take it away from me and it may not come in the way i expected or from the person i expected but i'm a hundred percent sure as the sky is blue that what is mine is always going to come for me and it's never going to miss me so yeah that's just how i operate and i hope that you guys can take from it what you can and maybe look at things a little differently and try to allow yourself to loosen up and not let difficult sad or tragic things and disappointing things way too heavy on you that they stop you from continuing to be the best type of person that you can. So with that being said, my words to live by for this week are reciprocity isn't always linear. And I think that's the strongest takeaway from this whole discussion. Um, And the way I see it is that our fortune is sometimes stored up. And it's just like when you put something in the bank. If you keep I think we bank our good fortune and that we bank our good deeds. And sometimes we don't realize that we're storing it in that bank of karma, of reciprocity, whatever you want to call it, because we don't see it. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was, we were talking about someone's relationship that ended. And I'm like, if he had stayed in that relationship with that girl thinking that the energy that he had put into that relationship was should have been reciprocated from the girl the way the way he had put it in that relationship would have eventually ended further down the line at a more tragic point because because his good fortune would have pushed it along further than it than it was ever destined to be whereas all of the good that was sown into that relationship is now stored up and will be reaped in a in a completely different way from somebody else who is going to make them so much happier. So I'd like to think of it as we bank our good fortunes. Yes, linear reciprocity is getting it getting it exactly from who we give it to. So but I just want to let you guys know that it's never really wasted. And the second point that I took from the whole reciprocity isn't linear words to live by is that the reason why it's important to keep this in mind is so that we don't lose sight because the person who is getting our good fortune isn't giving it back because it's important to remember that or consider that maybe it was never that person's job to give you it back. And that that sounds sad and it kind of sucks because <laughs> imagine being in a relationship with someone where you're giving, giving, giving and that relationship ends and you feel like, you really put your everything into it and it didn't happen. But there are times where you were meant to sow your good fortune into that person's life. And that's just how it was meant to be. But they were never meant, you weren't meant to reap in that place. And now wherever you're going to reap, you're going to reap it in ridiculous amounts because that's where you've stored up your good fortune. So yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Please, if you guys like what I'm doing, please rate my podcast. I need ratings, apparently. I don't know how this whole thing works, but yes, if if you're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever, 
give me a rating, write me a review. I'd love to read it and I'd love to know that you guys are actually liking what I'm doing. Share it with your friends. Let's let one person know this week. That's your homework. Let one person know about the Tokes Talks podcast. Send them the link. And yeah, I'll be really happy about that. Have an amazing, amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday.